Welcome everyone to God Talk Uncensored, where no topic is off limits. We use the Bible as a source of truth, and everything we share is from our personal experiences and the Bible. All right, let's do this. Greetings. I'm glad you guys tuned in. I want to bring up a couple topics. I'm going to segue by talking about truth. We live in a culture that uh, doesn't believe in any absolutes. This has been going on for quite some time, but we specifically now live in a culture where everybody can have their own version of truth. You have your truth and your feelings are valid and we need to affirm that feeling and then my feelings are valid and so I have my own truth. They could be in complete opposition to each other, diametrically opposed even, and yet somehow they are still considered truth, which is insane, right? If, if, if a color is blue and it's blue because it's blue, and then I see red, and you see green, you might be colorblind, and I might be colorblind. That's possible. But the fact of the matter is, it's still blue. Because of our colorblindness doesn't actually change the fact that it is exactly what it is. Okay, does that make sense? So you guys know this is a a channel where we talk about the Word of God. We believe that the Word of God is the sole authority. Not everybody believes that. I understand that. And uh, people have other belief systems that are in contradiction to that. I totally get that. The truth portion that I want to discuss is this idea that you can hold to a whole bunch of other um, reasons of thought and still somehow adopt a portion of the Bible or Christianity and then believe that somehow you're holding on to truth. Here's a good example. You are uh, immersed in, in Eastern mysticism or philosophy, or you are a Buddhist, and you look at um, the Bible or you look at Jesus as an individual and you believe in Jesus, you, you believe by way of principle that there is this truth that you're holding on to and believing and adopting. And, and, and it's in opposition to what the Bible actually says or what Jesus actually says about himself, but somehow you're going to grab a hold of that, right? I look at it this way. Um, you, can, you can take a, a, a lie and, and put it in a box, right? and then um, package it with truth, okay? You take a lie that fundamentally is in opposition to, to God, his plan, what the Bible teaches. You put it in a box and you package it with truth. You package it with, um, with kindness. You package it with sincerity. You package it with, um, with tolerance and, and mercy and grace. And somehow, because of the package, we're like, well, I mean, it's not really a lie. No, it's a lie. When you unpack it, it's still a lie. You can have sincerity. You can have compassion. You can believe something in a way that you really are touched by and it still be completely a lie. But nobody wants to, nobody wants to believe that. Nobody wants to admit that because you have your truth and, and I have my truth. 
So I stand for what I believe to be true based on what the Bible teaches, based on the the Word of God, based on the eternal principles that God has set out for us that are pretty basic and simple. We don't have to get super complicated about certain things. Okay. So here we go. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I know that there are people who listen that are not Christians. They don't, they don't believe. And I, I get it. So I'm just, let me challenge you and say this. Um, you may have a feeling about something. You may have the, the compassion or, or um, this sense of, of love or fluffy sort of, um, you know, uh, feelings about it. And because of that, it feels right and it feels good, but that doesn't make it right. And that doesn't make it true. There was a song, I'm trying to remember who it was back in, oh, who was it? Um, it was a song, a beautiful song about, uh, about, uh, being in love and the newness of relationship and all of the stuff that goes along with that. And it was a song about somebody falling in love, which we're all like, oh, that's so amazing. But the song was about cheating. The song was about sneaking away from your spouse. And, um, oh, I think it was Lionel Richie. Well, maybe that's right. Secret lover. Secret lover. Yeah, that's what you are. So we all know the song. It's literally talking about like adultery. (laughs) So... The point of it is like sometimes stuff feels right and can be completely in error and wrong. Okay, forgive my singing voice. All right, I'm going to read something really clear. We have a misinterpretation of a particular passage of scripture because it just sounds good and people want to hear it and they want to, to adopt it. But let me read the scripture in totality. Let's do this. John. Okay, John chapter 8, starting at verse 31. Now Jesus is communicating to those people who he lived uh, near and around, the Jewish people. And he says to the Jews who had believed him, right? There were enough Jews that were listening to his message and the fact that he was the Messiah, even though they didn't totally understand that. But there were enough people who were were gathered around, starting to adopt the things that, that he was communicating, right? And going, huh. So he says to the Jews who had believed him, he said, if you hold to my teachings, okay, the key word here is if, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So let's really look at what he's saying to the people who believed him, if you're truly my disciples, right, you're going to be obeying my teachings. And when you walk in obedience and in relationship with him, you're going to know the truth because of your obedience to his teachings. And the truth will set you free. You see, we want to say, The truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. The truth sets you free when you live in obedience and you walk in it and you're a disciple. But not everybody wants to be a disciple. 
So here's the key question. Key question for every single one of us that, that has ever heard the message of Christ. Who do you say he is? Who do you say Jesus truly is? Now, if you're going to believe in a part of the Bible, but not believe in all of it, then how do you know if the part that you're holding on to is as true as the other parts that you are rejecting? Such as God is love, which is true, that he is full of grace and mercy, which is true, and then live a lifestyle that's not in obedience as a disciple, and then adopt this idea that you're being, you're walking in truth or you're, you're set free. What are you set free from? Jesus came to set us free from sin. He came to set us free from the lies that the enemy has, has told us. I want to share another passage, okay? Everybody knows the story of the, um, the woman caught in adultery, right? So they brought her before Jesus and they were going to stone her because she was guilty of adultery, right? And Jesus says, whoever, whoever has not sinned before, you can cast the first stone. And it says that people just sort of dropped their stones and, and walked away, right? And so what we hear is, see, don't judge, which is true. We're not to, to we we're not to pronounce pronounce sentence and judgment on people. That's not our position. But assessing a a uh, um, a sin or a wrong is something we're absolutely supposed to do, especially within the church. Uh, how we handle that in grace and in love and and all of that is a different story. But we are supposed to 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 look at situations and go, yeah, this isn't right. And uh, brother, I love you, but you gotta, you gotta change it up, man. Cause this isn't good. It's not how God built you to be. Um, but what we do, what we've done is we're like, see, Jesus said, don't judge. And whoever hasn't sinned before, right? Like you can cast the first stone. I want to, I want to, uh, share something about this. Um, he says to the lady, he says, uh, now go. And leave your life of sin and sin no more. So wait a second. He wasn't saying or affirming like, nah, it's all good. You can continue to just live this lifestyle. He was saying, stop it. The grace that is, is for you doesn't give you a license to continue to live in a way where you can just willfully and wantonly sin and do whatever you want. So Matthew chapter 16, uh, there's this, there's this, uh, conversation that Jesus is having with his, uh, disciples and he asks his disciples specifically, who do you say, who do people say I am right first? And then he, they all start to chime in. Well, some, of, some say you're John the Baptist, and some say you're one of the prophets or Jeremiah or Elijah, right? And so what are other people saying? Like, what do other people think? 
What does culture believe? What does the latest fad tell you? What's the, what's the noise in the background of, of what other people are saying about Jesus, God, the Bible, right? And this is the fundamental question that each and every single individual have to ask. He then says, but what about you? Not what about them? Not what do other scholars say? What about you? What about you? Jesus says, who do you say that I am? The fundamental question that every single person has to ask themselves on the planet is, who do you say that Jesus Christ is? Who do you say that I am? Not what anybody else has said. Who do you say? Um, buddy of mine that I play tennis with, we have this great conversation. And he's like, well, I believe in Jesus and I believe, you know, in his teachings. And I believe that, you know, that, um, you know, that he died and, and uh, I believe in the stories. And so, yeah, I believe in Jesus. And I, you know... He then extrapolated a bit more and says, well, you know, I also believe in, in, in Buddha and, and Muhammad, and I think that they all sort of just lead to the same place. They're all, you know, um, uh, different teachings culturally, but they're actually pointing to the, the same God. And we had a good conversation about it. You know, I don't, there's, we're supposed to love people, <laughs> you know, and it's okay. Somebody can have a difference of opinion, right? Uh, we're talking about opinion here. Right. And, and, and you can talk about it, you know, philosophically and, and what you believe and why and, and all that. And he, he shared a little bit more. And then what happened was at the end of that, I said, so let me ask you a question. I said, this is something for you to just ponder. Now, I want you to just kick this around because he did believe in Jesus and he believed that he died and he believed, you know, that, that he was the son of God in regards to what was happening uh, culturally. And this was my challenge. And this is my challenge for everybody listening who doesn't already believe, or maybe you do believe, but you don't believe in the way I'm about to describe it. If there were many, many paths and ways to God, right? Every, you know, God under the sun could eventually get you to the same relationship with God. Why would God have required um, his son to die? to die for you, for your sins. What would be the, what would be the purpose of that? That sounds cruel. If you could get to heaven, if you could get to God, if you could get to relationship somehow in any other way or any other facet, except through Jesus, then God was just mean to make his son, his only son, die. A brutal death on behalf of your sins. What a cruel God that would be. But if in fact Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody gets to God except through me, that's what Jesus said. And it's not a popular thing to say. 
I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. You got to ask yourself, who do you say he is? Jesus says, who do you say I am? If you do not know Jesus, we are living in times and times that are coming where it's going to, the rubber hits the road. And um, it's not as religious as you think to become a Christian. You already have an inward calling. It says that God draws people, right? So you know you've been drawn. You're, you're at that place where God is drawing you. And this may be your moment where your heart and your mouth join together and confess the truth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And this is that time for you. And it's easy. You can follow me in this prayer if you'd like. God, I do believe. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. You are the only way to God. I receive that forgiveness. I ask you to to send me your Holy Spirit and to make me new. In Jesus' name. And for everybody else out there who's adopted a bunch of stuff, uh, culturally speaking, and brought it into the fold of what you believe to be your truth and their truth and my truth and all that, stop it. Stop it. The same Bible consistently speaks of one truth. That's it. Not a, well, that's an interpretation. Stop it. Read it. It's not an interpretation. There are very definitive things in the scripture that cannot be interpreted and twisted and this and that. Certain theological things might be yeah, there's a perspective here. There's a perspective here. That's not what we're talking about. People are like, well, that's, you can't judge me. And that's, stop it. It's foolishness. Okay. <laughs> I love you guys. I, I just do this because I have to, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't have a choice. I mean, I do, but like God says, do it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. Uh, bless you guys. Have a an amazing day, an amazing night, an amazing morning, whenever it is that you're listening to this, and we will do this again. Peace. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to God Talk Uncensored. We appreciate your support, and until next time, God bless you.